Speaking of Travel is brought to you by the Asheville Regional Airport, your local connection to the world. And when you fly home, you're home. Plan your next trip at flyavl.com. Prestige Subaru, outfitting Western North Carolina for adventure with the 2019 Crosstrek. Find out how to make it yours at PrestigeSubaru.com. Chimney Rock at Chimney Rock State Park. Experience the best of the mountains in one place. Begin your trip at ChimneyRockPark.com. And Leapfrog Tours, offering tours and transportation so you can enjoy the beauty, adventure, and culture of Western North Carolina. Find out more at LeapfrogTours.com. Welcome to Speaking of Travel with Marilyn Ball. Sit back and be carried away to places around the world and right here in our own backyard. No passport required. Hi, this is Marilyn Ball, and you're listening to Speaking of Travel right here on News Radio 570 WWNC. Now be sure to visit the Speaking of Travel website. That's speakingoftravel.net and sign up for the Speaking of Travel Travel Club. You'll receive the latest travel news and travel tips, and we have some really cool upcoming vacation destination opportunities. And remember, you can always listen to this episode of Speaking of Travel or any past episode with a simple click on that Speaking of Travel website on the iHeartRadio app, iTunes, Spotify, and Google Play. And hey, get ready, Asheville. Chow Chow, an Asheville culinary event, is just around the corner and set for September 12th through 15th right here in Asheville, North Carolina. Now, this festival celebrates the area's unique community of makers, each adding singular ingredients to the city's recipe for culinary identity. It's just going to be a fun festival. Let's just put it that way. So put it on your calendar. Save the date. That's September 12th through the 15th. Chow chow. How can you forget that, right? Well, speaking of forgetting... I can't remember a time when I wasn't dreaming about exploring some faraway place. But if you were to ask me what I love most about traveling, I'm not sure I could easily pinpoint one particular thing. It'd be like asking me why I love pasta. I don't know. I just do. You know, there's something so magical about getting the chance to travel to a new place surrounded by a new culture and sights and food and people. Every trip becomes an adventure, a story, and a memory. And I love the stories being made, which really stay with us forever. You may never know what's waiting for you, but you always know it's definitely well worth the memory. So why do people leave the comfort of their couch to sit in a cramped airline seat or pay good money to sleep in an unfamiliar bed? Well, my guests today travel a lot, so we're going to find out. Pete Gruhl is CEO and Director of Investments at Earth Equity Advisors, a leader in socially and environmentally responsible investment management. Pete is a native of Western uh, Western New York, and he's now living in Western North Carolina in Asheville with his wife, Dr. Melissa Booth, who is a scientist, a professor, a writer, and an entrepreneur. 
Welcome to the show, Pete and Melissa. It's so great to have you here today. Thank you very much. Thank you, Marilyn. We're, we're great uh, grateful uh, for you having us on today. Absolutely. Well, I've been following you guys for quite some time. I've met you. I've heard about your travels and uh, your long trips to Costa Rica. And I want to talk to you about that. But I want to ask you first, were you born with itchy feet? I mean, where does your love of travel come from? Melissa, you start. I don't guess I was born with travel feet. It was very much in a nuclear family that stayed on a ranch, and we had a lot to do there and lots of adventures on the ranch. We went to Colorado every summer for fishing and hiking and mountain stuff, and that seemed like enough. But then I went to graduate school, and in graduate school, the research that I did took me all over the planet, and that's when I got the bug for travel. So where did you go when you were in graduate school? Like, where did you jump off? (laughs) My first trips were to the coast of Texas to get on a research ship and go sample bacteria in the Gulf of Mexico, and then to Florida, and then to Antarctica, and then the Arctic, and then the North Pacific, and then Norway, and it just went on and on and on. And I just began to spread out my research across the planet and see new cultures. You are so lucky. Yes, I am. Yes, indeed. What a great uh, transformation. Yes. To to go from, you know, growing up. Was it in the Midwest? It's in the farthest northwest corner of Oklahoma, right where Oklahoma, New Mexico, and Colorado come together. And that's considered the Southwest. The Midwest is where you can actually grow corn. So the weather patterns are quite different in that far northwestern corner of Oklahoma. And then global, unbelievable. And what about you, Pete? You you were from Western New York, is right. that right? Right. So what was your life there? We didn't travel anywhere other than to go fishing once a year. And so for me, travel really didn't ramp up until I met this one here. And we really um, just had great energy and great excitement and great curiosity. Uh, at least she really inspired that in me. To be able to you know get out and see things uh, that are that are different, um, I think what we find so often, especially in this country, is we get rather myopic in terms of you know I'm, I'm safe at home, I am comfortable at home, and the more we can push ourselves into our you know outside of our comfort zones, gives us an opportunity for growth, and I, I think that's really been the, the the most important thing that's really happened through our whole travel, uh, the 15 years we've been traveling together. Wow, 15 years, that's a good long time. So when when Pete met Melissa, <laughs> you were already yes. uh, in your travel mode. Yes. So you'd been to these exotic places yes. and really had yes. some major adventures. Yes. Then you meet Pete, who's kind yeah. of uh, not a traveler. A homebody. Yes. A homebody. He was a homebody. Um, yeah. In fact, you know, as I was talking in the intro, why do people get off their couch and go do something like this. So tell me about what it was like when you first made the overture. Why don't we why don't we travel together? Well, actually we we decided we were thinking about taking a huge leap and simply moving to another country. That was our sort of fantasy yep. at the very beginning of our relationship when we were, you know, in love and really we're still in love, but <laughs> we're falling in love. And we had a big map of Costa Rica up at our house and we did internet research and we thought we might buy a coffee farm. But then we took a Spanish class 
And we both kind of didn't do very well in the Spanish class. And we backed off and thought, well, maybe we should just go there first. And that's how it started. So that was your first venture out together. Yes. Well, obviously, you must have loved it because you keep going back to Costa Rica. Uh, Ironically, the first trip wasn't great. (laughs) (laughs) We, we, We actually went with a tour group and we had pitfall after pitfall after pitfall. And by the time we were about halfway through, I was like, I'm never coming back to this place again. <laughs> and um, we just we kept it on our radar and traveled to several other places. And Melissa said, let's let's try it once more. And so we went to a different place, loved it, and then it just sort of snowballed from there. And you go back pretty much every yes. year now, right? Yes, we do. Um, one of the things that's so fascinating about Costa Rica is that they've maintained a lot of their primary rainforest in certain national parks. And that is so critical for the planet climate, et cetera. And I wanted to see that. So when we had that bad first experience with the travel company, that was just a comedy of errors, really. <laughs> it's a long story that's very entertaining. For you. I wanted to go back and see that primary rainforest that we didn't get to see on that tour. And so I dragged him back down to the Osa Peninsula, which is right above Panama, And we had such a tremendously life-changing experience there that we will always go back to Costa Rica. It's so restorative. It's so nurturing. And there's so much rich nature all around you. The people are wonderful. The food is okay. The expense has been increasing Mm -hmm. over time. But you just get that rainforest experience. It's very enlivening. And you come home and you feel refreshed. Well, sometimes it's hard to come back from a vacation and feel refreshed. Well, there's an interesting story prior to this trip is this was a a week or so beforehand. We're getting ready and getting all of our stuff together. And I look at my passport and realize it's expired. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. There There were tears. (laughs) There were some four-letter words that got passed back and forth. Um, We went through the process of getting, of, of, you know, calling the resort, getting in touch with the the, uh, airlines. We got it moved back, I don't know, four weeks or something like that, and getting an expedited passport. But if I could give, you know, one piece of advice is make sure that your passport is up to date because we learned the hard way and it cost us a few hundred dollars in trip cancellation fees. But... um, we, we learned that you need to make sure that you're prepared well before. Travel tip. Always check your passport. This is Marilyn Ball. You're listening to Speaking of Travel. We're talking travel today with Pete and Melissa. We'll be back. Hi, I'm Ann Smith with Leapfrog Tours. Whether you're a local or visiting Western North Carolina for the first time, Leapfrog Tours offers fun opportunities to explore the area from beer to art and everything in between. We offer tours with set itineraries, custom excursions, and transportation services all over the area. We can help you explore, enjoy, and experience the beauty and culture of Western North Carolina. Learn more at leapfrogtours.com. Leave ordinary behind with a visit to Chimney Rock at Chimney Rock State Park. Surround yourself with breathtaking views of Lake Lure and the Hickory Nut Gorge while enjoying six hiking trails, rock climbing with Fox Mountain Guide instructors, and Animal Discovery Den, unique events, and more. Whether you're new to hiking or a seasoned pro, there's something for everyone at The Rock. To plan your next Chimney Rock adventure, visit ChimneyRockPark.com to see an online trail map and a listing of the park's upcoming events. 
With 50 flights every day to and from cities like Atlanta, Charlotte, and Chicago, you can fly to hundreds of worldwide destinations with one easy connection. Choose Allegiant, American, Delta, Elite, or United right here from Asheville Regional Airport. And when you fly home, you're home. Asheville Regional Airport. Take the easy way out. Every story has its beginning, a starting point from which it wanders the long and winding road, weaving its way toward the final word. It is on this road where the greatest moments often lie, where memories are made, lessons are learned, and where experiences can be valued forever. Each story is a journey, blind to what lies ahead and conditioned by the road behind. While the destination may or may not be known, each journey is unique, unfolding in the moment and defined by those at the wheel. Regardless of where your journey takes you, it remains yours to create. Embrace the journey. Find your ride at PrestigeSubaru.com. Fly me to the moon. Let me play among the stars. Let me see what spring is like on... Hi, this is Marilyn Ball. Welcome back to Speaking of Travel. Well, we are really talking some serious travel here today with my guest, Pete Cruel, who's the CEO and Director of Investments at Earth Equity Advisors. And Melissa Booth, who is a scientist, professor, a writer, and an entrepreneur. Melissa, tell me a little bit about, you were talking about going to graduate school and doing all this travel. Now you're a a doctor. Tell me a little bit about uh, what you do as far as being a scientist and being a professor. Okay. Well, for most of my career, I was a research scientist, an academic research scientist, meaning I conducted science while at a university also teaching classes and things. But then I also experienced being the director, assistant director, actually, of the University of Georgia Marine Institute, which is a science research institute on Sapelo Island off the coast of Georgia. And so I had a research lab there. We lived on this island that only had a small community of scientists and a small remnant community of African Americans. There are no other people living on this island. It is only accessible by a ferry, and tourists can go and visit the island on a daily basis. And so I have a re- I had a research lab there, and I would do research in the marshes and the oceans off the coast of Georgia, but then I also traveled to other oceans, such as the Arctic, to take samples and do comparative studies about microbes and their activities and their involvement in cycling carbon and nitrogen in the environment. Now, however, I've transitioned my career into science communication. I really feel that Science is not well communicated to the general public and that we can improve that. So I've started something called the Science Communicator, which is a new business conducting workshops and talks to help people who need to communicate science to the public do a better job. Well, that is so important because being able to understand, you know, I have a series on speaking of travel uh, that's called the Speaking of Travel and Climate Listening Project series. And every month we talk, about this very these very kind of issues and bring guests in to kind of address what's going on in climate change and being more sustainable. So when you travel for pleasure right. with Pete, the two right. of you, do you have um, a time that you need to kind of adjust from, ooh, I want to look all around with my hat being a scientist to – Oh, I'm just going to relax. Yes, it's quite different traveling for work versus traveling for pleasure. Traveling 
for pleasure, I can tend to be um, wanting to have an agenda at the beginning like I do when I'm traveling for work because we're usually trying to meet certain goals by certain times. We're also carrying a lot of samples and equipment when we're traveling for work for pleasure. We've got a bag, maybe a backpack, his camera, of course, because Pete is an excellent photographer, and it's more kicked back. I have to take a day or two at the beginning of every trip to sort of get in sync with the relaxation. And what about you, Pete? I mean, you're doing also important work as far as um, what you're doing with Earth Equity Advisors, Mm -hmm. socially, environmentally responsible investment management. So both of you are on this path of um, caring and compassion for the Earth and for the people in the Earth. What about you? When you're out and about doing your travels— are you? Do you have to take a little break from what your uh, head is all about in investment world? It, it it depends on where we are and how long we're staying. So the last our last trip to Costa Rica, we were there for six weeks, and so I actually worked pretty much the whole time I was there. You know, three, four, five hours a day. Um, but it's just it's the setting and it's the 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 attitude and um, you know, I really enjoy being there because it, it does help me to clear my mind. It helps me to be more present. And I think a lot of times, you know, when, when I'm back here and I'm working, there's so many things going on and so much input that you can sort of lose that presence and instead just be focused on on work or focused on what the, um, what the um, fire of the minute happens to be. And... You know, we have a fast-growing business because, you know, responsible investing has been the fastest-growing segment of the investment industry for the last decade or so. And so, you know, people who are actually thinking about where their money is going, how their money is allocated, do we want to own fossil fuels that are that are contributing to climate change? Do we want to own tobacco? Do we want to own things that aren't being a positive to society? We help people avoid that. And so, you know, when I'm here you know, I'm in demand. So it's nice to get away. And be able to really put your head around what you're doing, but in a more relaxed exactly. kind of way. Well, how do you determine when you when you travel? Because you obviously are traveling a lot. Yes. Uh, and you've made that an important part of your life mm-hmm. yes. and your routine. How do you decide where you're going to go? Mm. That's a negotiation that we did. So <laughs> we made a list of all the places we wanted to go, and then we prioritized them. Where do we want to go before we die? And how soon do we need to get there? And so that's and, what and we've how, done. And how active is the, is, the, is the location? Right. How active is the location? We understand that we're aging and that you know climbing Machu Picchu should probably be done sooner rather than later. Yeah. And that we might wander around in a city like Prague when we're a little older. So we're kind of making those decisions as well. Yeah. Well, those are good travel tips. Again, you just <laughs> are providing us with some great ideas. And it comes back to your list making, Melissa. Of, yes. Right. Yeah. I'm a very I'm organized. Make a list <laughs> and yes. we're going to check it twice. And Marilyn, another thing we do is something called manifesting. There's the idea that if you have some things around you in your environment, say your office or your home, that are just constantly suggesting what you want to you, you will make it happen. And so we had two large prints framed in our living room. Mm-hmm. One said Bavaria and had a picture of Neuschwanstein. 
and another says Alaska. And this last year, we went to Bavaria and Schwanstein on an epic trip from Austria up to Prussia. And this year, we'll be going to Alaska. So we had those in our living room reminding us of what our priorities. I love that. What a wonderful idea. So Mm -hmm. once your Alaska trip is over... What are you going to put up to replace those posters? Oh, these are good questions. That's a great question because I don't think that we've really addressed that yet. I know, I know. Oh, oh do okay. tell, do tell. Japan. Wow. Yeah. So have you been to Southeast Asia? I have to not Asia? been to Southeast mm-hmm. Asia, and I'm ready to crack that open, and I want to start with Japan. I read about the Blue Zones, the places on Earth, and one of them is Costa Rica where people live longer, more thriving, flourishing lives. And I believe Osaka, Japan is one of those places, and I'd really like to see it. I'd like to see how they live. Right, and bring it home and tell us so that we can all share in the adventure. Yes. And what about domestic travel? So you you love going internationally, but you also love to to travel domestically. Tell us a little bit about that. We we do have a bit of a bucket list goal, which is not— happening as fast as I think we probably wanted to, but to trying to hike in, in as many national parks as possible, if not all of them. One of, one of my employees, actually, that truly is her bucket list item, is they are literally hitting two or three per year. So they're they're going at it much faster than we are. Yes, but, are. you know, we do love to travel to the national parks. Colorado is one of our favorite destinations, either for hiking or for skiing. Uh, this is actually the first year that we haven't skied. Indeed, I know. Which is... Sort of sad, but um, <laughs> we'll we, correct that. we will correct that very quickly. Um, and so, yeah, we, we love going to different parts of the states because there's so many, it's so diverse and there's so many different things to see and so many different things to do. And so tell me, what is your favorite part so far? Yellowstone. Mm-hmm. As a microbiologist and the geology, it's the marriage of science and nature. It's the most wonderful place it was like a fantasy for a microbiologist. I bet. <laughs> when we drove into the park, I remember those cartoons when we were growing up, Yogi Bear. Do you remember those? Of course. And, and Boo Boo. And Boo Boo. Yeah. And as we drove into the park and all the trees, it was really, really early in the morning. I actually got tears in my eyes because I'd always dreamed of going there and... We made it happen. You made it happen. Well, this is Marilyn Ball. You're listening to Speaking of Travel. I'm here with Pete and Melissa, and we're just really having a blast talking about all this travel that you're doing. When we come back, we'll pick up right there. I'm Ann Smith with Leapfrog Tours. We love showcasing Western North Carolina, where there's a little something for everyone. You can sip your way through the extensive craft beer scene, see elk in their natural habitat, learn about the benefits of hemp and CBD at a sustainable farm, go on a history lesson along the French Broad River, and those are just a few examples of our fun tours. Learn more about our tour and transportation services at leapfrogtours.com. This is Tina Kinsey with Asheville Regional Airport, and I have a travel tip for you today. I wanted to talk with you about practicing patience. Travel can be a stressful experience if you let it be. There's so much out of your control, especially if you experience inclement weather, long lines, mechanical delays, or other unexpected events. Take a deep breath and prepare yourself from the very beginning of your journey to be patient and ready for unexpected things to happen. 
Download movies or podcasts to your mobile device. Bring an extra book to read. Tuck your journal into your backpack and do some writing if you find you have the time. Some travelers even practice yoga or meditation during travel delays, a great way to keep calm and carry on. This has been Tina Kinsey with Asheville Regional Airport. Take the easy way out. Visit Chimney Rock State Park once and you'll want to come back for more. Get an annual pass for unlimited visits to the park for a year, exclusive events and special deals at the park shops and restaurants, and more. Become an annual pass holder at ChimneyRockPark.com. Green is good. Local food, less oil. Renewable energy, sustainable peace. Tree hugger. Say no to GMOs. Be kind to animals. Don't eat them. Go solar. Coexist. Don't buy a dog. Rescue one. Keep Asheville weird. We just read the bumper stickers on the back of a Subaru. Welcome to Subiville. Prestige Subaru. On the web at PrestigeSubaru.com. Fly me to the moon. Let me play among the stars. And let me see what spring is like on Welcome back to Speaking of Travel. I'm your host, Marilyn Ball, and it is time to catch up with our good pal, Doc Lawrence, as he travels along the Gourmet Highway. Today, Doc's in Corneth, Mississippi, or as it's affectionately known, Mississippi's Gateway City. Hey, Doc. Now, I've heard the food scene down there is growing and awesome, and I bet you're all about that. So tell us what's going on down there in Mississippi. Marilyn. It's early summer here in the Deep South. We've worked hard, and I think we need to take a break. We deserve it. And one of us, me, yearns for a slug burger and a strawberry milkshake. Now, where are you going to go to get that? I have the answer, Marilyn, right here where I am today in lovely Corinth, Mississippi, at Borum's Drugstore. This landmark drugstore is a soda fountain, grill, it's an artifact. It's an antique from yesterday and a better life, and it's Mississippi's oldest drugstore. It's been operating, entertaining, and feeding celebrities since 1865, continuously, and it's a great place to go. Marilyn, a local artist here with a large national following, Tony Bullard, painted some real history here based on Borums. A long time ago, back when I was a little bitty baby, a very young Elvis Presley played an afternoon concert here in Corinth. This was before fame and fortune. The auditorium was half-packed, and he and guitarist Scotty Moore and bass player Bill Black, all less than 20 years of age, went to Borum's for, you guessed it, a slug burger and a shake. The painting shows them packing up the car, strapping the big bass fiddle to the top of the car, and leaving Corinth for another gig somewhere, hopefully with a larger audience. Corinth, Mississippi, Maryland is loaded with history. This is what they call a crossroads city. The great north-south and east-west railroads met here, and they crossed. This was a trading route going all the way back to the days of the Chickasaw. This was their nation's headquarters. The city was vital to both sides during the Civil War because of the railroads. Corinth's Civil War Museum is magnificent. It's one of America's best. It's interactive. The statuary, the artwork, 
The heirlooms are magnificent. Here, Marilyn, I once came and met the internationally legendary George Jones, a member of the Country Music Hall of Fame and one of the greatest people I've ever met. I saw his performance, interviewed him, and we became friends, and tragically he died, but I treasure the memory that Corinth made possible. Marilyn, this is barbecue country. I guess all of Mississippi is. The South is. Ribs, pulled pork, chicken, you name it. Brisket, yes, of course. And they have one thing that's distinct. There is a Native American influence in their spicing, and I'm guessing that it's a little sassafras. That's a popular herb spice that the Chickasaw developed. Uh, we know it better uh, as Philly and gumbo, but I found it in the sauces here, and it's a delightful additive. Corinth was the first place I've ever been to where I was served tamales at a wine tasting, Maryland. Now you think about that. Where can you go on earth and enjoy tamales with wine? Well, I've done it and it was delightful. I'm here to tell you that you haven't really lived until you have Mississippi tamales with a bottle of Moulin Vant. It is fun, it's tasty, it's delicious, and you'll never forget it. Well, Marilyn, I've got a dinner date tonight with a group of civic leaders to go to the country club. Yes, they've got some highfalutin places here in Corinth. And I've got to go clean up and put on my seersucker suit in my best Mississippi style. And tonight, we're going to have fun. We're going to celebrate this great city. So for now, and on behalf of Maryland Ball, and speaking of travel, this is Doc Lawrence on the Gourmet Highway from wonderful Corinth, Mississippi, saying goodbye, and I hope to see you soon in your hometown. Sounds like this is one of the best places I've never visited. And I'll tell you what, it's on my list now, Doc. Until next week, have fun and travel slowly. Remember, you can follow Doc's journey on the Gourmet Highway by visiting thegourmethighway.com. I'm here in the studio today with Pete and Melissa. We're having so much fun talking about your travels. We were talking about the national parks and Yellowstone. It it made me have this memory of sitting, like you were saying, Yogi Bear and Boo Boo and Jellystone National Park. <laughs> and I can definitely relate, Melissa, that it would bring tears to your eyes, something so majestic. How long did you all stay there? Um, I think we stayed in Yellowstone for about six days. It was a big trip where we did the Tetons, Yellowstone, and Glacier in one epic trip. Three weeks, I or think. Or three weeks. It was three, three weeks. weeks. It was total. a long trip. Yeah. And we had a wonderful time, and I really loved um, Yellowstone. I think Pete loved Glacier better. Yeah, it just it's grand. And for me, taking for my photography, you know, the, the vistas and the glaciers, we did an amazing hike out there too to Grinnell Glacier where you know you're you're seeing there's mountain goats on one side of you and a cliff face on the other side of you and it just it, w- it was absolutely magnificent absolutely and one of the things that I can now say about those parks in retrospect after this trip I would love to talk about with you um, that we did in Austria and Germany this past year was that our national parks are something very special we visited national parks um, in Germany, mm-hmm. only in Germany, in not Germany, in Austria. Yeah. And they just don't hold a light to our national parks. The human settlement in that area has been so much longer 
human settlement here hasn't been as long, civilization itself. So we've had the privilege of being able to set aside pieces of land, pieces of forest, you know, natural phenomenon like the Grand Canyon and protect them before they get overrun with hotels or residential farmland, et cetera. We really saw a huge difference between national parks in Europe and our national parks in North America. Really appreciate them. That's so important for um, for everybody to to understand mm-hmm. just the national treasures that we have right here and the importance of being sustainable travelers and green travelers and respecting that. And both of you really have made that your your life work in different ways. But tell us a little bit about um, maybe a couple of tips even of, of putting your head into being uh, that traveler that leaves no trace, that can leave a smaller footprint. I take a lot of pictures, you know, and so I think that we're, we're really cognizant of where we go. We're cognizant of where we stay, um, how we get there. It's, it's, it's not easy. I mean, air travel is very, is a huge contributor, uh, from, from a uh, greenhouse gas perspective. Um, and so that's one of the trade-offs that unfortunately we have to, to live with. And so a lot of the, a lot of what we do in general sort of tries to offset that. We both have electric cars. Um, actually, the, unfortunately, the house we just sold had solar on it. Our new one doesn't yet. It will eventually here. Um, so we try to live our lives every day as sustainably as we can. And, you know, again, our travel is a little bit more impactful, but we try to be as low impact as possible. Yeah, when we do our active travels, we usually use companies that are specifically about a low or no footprint where we're going in and we're using local people, local sleeping arrangements, local food, and we're not taking away anything except photographs. Yeah. Well, that's perfect. And Pete, let me ask you, if somebody wanted to get more information about your work and the mm-hmm. investments that you do that are around environmentally and sustainable um, companies, where would somebody go to get more information? Yeah, our website is uh, www.investwithyourvalues.com. Pretty easy to remember. Uh, and again, we're here right in downtown Asheville, so we see a lot of folks come through all the time. That is awesome. Well, Pete and Melissa will be back. This is Marilyn Ball. You're listening to Speaking of Travel. Your business trip shouldn't start with a road trip. Hundreds of global destinations are just one connection away, starting at Asheville Regional Airport. Fly Allegiant, American, Delta, Elite, and United. Asheville Regional Airport, your local connection to the world. Visit flyavl.com to plan your next trip. Hi, I'm Ann Smith with LeapFrog Tours. Whether you're a local or visiting Western North Carolina for the first time, LeapFrog Tours offers fun opportunities to explore the area from beer to art and everything in between. We offer tours with set itineraries, custom excursions, and transportation services all over the area. We can help you explore, enjoy, and experience the beauty and culture of Western North Carolina. Learn more at LeapFrogTours.com. 
Every story has its beginning, a starting point from which it wanders the long and winding road, weaving its way toward the final word. It is on this road where the greatest moments often lie, where memories are made, lessons are learned, and where experiences can be valued forever. Each story is a journey, blind to what lies ahead and conditioned by the road behind. While the destination may or may not be known, each journey is unique, unfolding in the moment and defined by those at the wheel. Regardless of where your journey takes you, it remains yours to create. Embrace the journey. Find your ride at PrestigeSubaru.com. Explore one of Western North Carolina's most iconic places at Chimney Rock State Park. Six hiking trails and animal discovery den. Rock climbing with instructors from Fox Mountain Guides, guided hikes, and more. Plan your adventure at ChimneyRockPark.com. Fly me to the moon. Let me play among the stars. And let me see what spring is like on a Jupiter. Welcome back to Speaking of Travel. I'm your host, Marilyn Ball. I'm here with Melissa and Pete, and I just feel like we're on first-name basis at this point because <laughs> it, it's so easy to, to talk to you, and I love hearing your stories. And I want to hear about, um, Pete, I know that you uh, and Melissa do all these different trips, but tell us about the trip that was so meaningful for you when you were— um, Tracing your family mm-hmm. roots and and being someplace where you actually knew somebody when you arrived. Give us a little idea of what that was like. Well, Melissa can talk about uh, meeting somebody when we we arrived. Uh, okay. If you want to touch on, touch base on that, and I'll tell you a little bit about um, my family tr- my family uh, information. Okay. Yeah. Well, we took a self styled trip uh, this last August. We started in Vienna, went to Salzburg, up into Germany, through Bavaria up to some of Pete's relatives that are on the French border, on up to Berlin, and then on up to what was formerly Prussia. And the best thing about the trip was that we landed in Vienna and were met by one of my former students who now works there. It was so nice to have a friendly face and a local to show us where to eat, where to get tickets for things, how to get around on the transport. That's what we mean by Mm -hmm. having somebody there. Always take advantage of traveling to places where you have a friend. Where, where to get the best beer and the best schnitzel. Where to get the best beer, yeah. <laughs> I, I, that is always a good tip right there, is figuring out how to find the – well, you knew somebody. Yes. Yeah. And that was def- – and I bet you have students all over the place. I do. So that makes things a little easier for us. Absolutely. Yeah. So, Pete, pick yeah. up from there and tell us a little bit about what was going on as you were traveling there. So – Really quickly, from a photography perspective, I had always wanted to photograph Neuschwanstein, which is sort of the Disney castle that is in Bavaria. And we woke up that morning, and I was just disheartened because it was pouring down rain. And I was not a happy camper for most of that day. Very grumpy. Very grumpy, that's true. Um, But we ended up, we drove out there, we got there, and... I think I took some of the most beautiful photos because it was shrouded in clouds and you couldn't tell whether the photo was taken, you know, in the 1800s or, or whether it was taken, you know, uh, a couple of weeks ago. And so that was a really cool part about it. Uh, and so it, it overcame my unhappiness with the weather. Um, so my, I'm, my dad or my parents were, had me very late in life. They were in their mid forties when they had me. And so my dad was a world war two veteran and one of the things that I have from him, he passed away three, four years ago, um, but I have his photographs from his World War II experience. And so I took these, and I've wanted to do this for a few years. 
I took his photos and I figured out where they were taken, where most of them were taken. I couldn't get uh, all of them, but I, I figured out where, where several of them were, were taken. And we went from place to place and I retook those photos. Um, so in 1945, he took most of them when he was actually leaving, when he was heading back post-war. Um, and we found the spots. We literally, you know, some places we stood actually on a bridge in the exact same spot where he took photos. And it was uh, tremendously cathartic. And um, it, I don't know, it was it was very emotional. And I, I loved being in that place, you know, so long after him and seeing what he saw. Because a lot of the things hadn't changed, just grown up a little bit. Um, but in many cases, it was exactly the same. Um, and speaking on the family line, we used or I used Ancestry.com to really go back and see, okay, where did my family come over? And the vast majority of them came over from Prussia, which is an area just north of Berlin. So this was a really long trip we took from Vienna to Salzburg to uh, Munich to the Black Forest to all the way up to Berlin. I mean, that's a, it's a, it was a long way. And we, of course, rented a BMW because when in Bavaria— um, Drive on the autobahn. That's right. No, no speed limits, and um, but lots of construction. But we won't get into that. Yeah. Um, and we went to these little towns and visited these towns, and it's it's interesting. Uh, I probably a little scary because some family members from my mom's side and some family members from my dad's side were actually from the same city. So I don't know if there's inbreeding going on there or what. But I'm pretty sure there is. <laughs> It's, it, it was it was interesting to, to go through these little towns and see where they came from. And most of them, in fact, all of them were in the former East Germany. So they still were very depressed and still their economy still hadn't picked up uh, from, you know, being on the other side of the, of, of the block. And your last name is Krull? Krull. Krull. Yeah. So it's K-R-U-L-L. Right. And that is the German. Yeah. It's Prussian. Prussian. Yes. Wow. So that was... Very moving for you. Yeah, it was great. And I took a lot of photos. There's a lot of windmills up there now, um, both good and bad. You know, great from a sustainability perspective, bad from a development perspective. But, you know, a lot of sustainable features uh, up in that area. It was one of the things that delighted us coming yeah. across Germany is we'd heard of Energiewende, their push to be completely renewable and to eliminate nuclear power. They're very against nuclear power there. They're afraid of spills and fallout after what happened previously in mm -hmm. Russia. And there were so solar panels all over the south in Bavaria and then windmills all over the north. Yeah. That is Russia. Yeah, and I would never have even thought that. Yeah. So the family um, heritage, finding your roots, doing the ancestry, mm -hmm. um, is important. And Melissa, just looking at you with this red hair, what's going on over <laughs> here? I mean, you're obviously not German. <laughs> Persian. Actually, I am partly German. I'm a hybrid of many different European cultures. Some British, a little Scandinavian, Irish is a huge part of it, a little German and a little Western France, and then a little Native American, surprisingly. My goodness. Yeah, Did you so, find all that out by doing your ancestry? Yes, mm -hmm. that and my mom had also done some on-the-ground genealogy work, so combining those two, we figured out who we are. So have you ever gone around looking for... For your roots or being someplace where it was important for you to kind of check out the scene? 
I really wanted to go to Ireland to meet some of that part of the family. And I also romanticize Ireland because I'm a writer and a lot of the best writers have come out of Ireland. So we did another one of these self-style trips where we rented a car in Dublin and then drove around the entire island Mm -hmm. and really enjoyed ourselves. Did you find out, did you feel like, oh, I can kind of feel... yes. I definitely did. I love the pub the pub culture there, and mm-hmm. I can pull a Guinness beer better than Pete can. Well, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> Not surprisingly. So moving on to the future, what do you think? We've talked about Alaska. You definitely have had that manifesting for a while. Yes. Um, I mean, you've been to a lot of pretty cool places. You've been to the Galapagos. You've been to some exotic places on your travels. Asia, Japan is definitely on your bucket list now. Absolutely. What else are you thinking? That's a good question. That's a great question. (laughs) I think the national parks will always be on our list. We want to check off as many of those as we can. Neither one of us has visited the Everglades. That's pretty close. We could get down to the Everglades. The national parks in California are right up there at the top of our list. Pete hasn't been to the Pacific Northwest yet. I want to show him that. Yeah. So I haven't been to the Grand Canyon or any of the Utah. Yeah. He's uh, got some parks. catching up I to do. do, and I'm I'm looking forward to revisiting those parks. Absolutely. And give me some idea of. So you travel a lot. Do you have like a savings account for travel? How do you kind of address, oh, I'm going to be gone for six weeks. Well, for me, it's, I I really, I have a great team around me. And so I can step away and know that things are going to be taken care of. Um, But again, if we're gone for six weeks, I'm, I'm planning on working for part of that time. So when we were, when we go to Costa Rica, we actually rent a house. We don't go to a, a resort or a hotel or anything like that. So you know, this last trip that we were there, I truly felt like we were living in Costa Rica as opposed to being tourists in Costa Rica because we've been there enough now that we have friends. So we go out to dinner with people and I have my Sunday morning volleyball group that plays on the beach. And, um, you know, I found that looking at it from that perspective is great. But there's also the other side of it that it's like I want to get away from it as well. And we've talked about this a lot recently where we want to go somewhere and not have to cook and not have to worry about uh, getting work done and things like that. And so I think that that's where we're going to focus on maybe for the next few non-Costa Rica trips. Right. It's a non-working trip, more pleasure yes. trips. Yeah. Yes. Really being able to sit getting back, away. Yeah. yeah, relax. Well, I can't thank you enough for sharing your travel stories and your adventures, some great travel tips. Pete, tell us again how somebody can get in touch with you and sure. your company. Uh, it's www.investwithyourvalues.com. Invest with your values. Travel with your values. That's, That's something, right. Pete and Melissa, I have to say, um, I'm really in awe of the way that you've been able to take your your values, your principles, your your compassion, and your love of life and put it into the way that you travel. Thank you, Great. Marilyn. Thank you, Marilyn. Thank you for having us. This was fun. Yes, it was. I'm so glad. Well, this is Marilyn Ball. This week, go out and do something that you've never done before. Take, get in your car and take a trip two hours from where you live. Just go someplace different. Get off the couch, put the remote down, get out in nature. Uh, here's a good idea. Find a poster where you want to go, put it up on your wall, and manifest. Because remember, life is short. Don't postpone joy. Whoa.